your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. The people need you. Let's be honest with ourselves here. My life is good. Really good. So when they come to you, let them know. This is the Brian Suits Show. Hey, I'm so excited to the H. Brian Suits here. And uh, it's uh, Happy News Friday. Just encouraging news Friday from Axios, which I uh, occasionally have great stuff. Like war warnings everywhere. Global risks are heating up. It, it seems like a now that America's uh, fighting its first Punic War, like the Romans versus the Carthaginians, um, I hope those Houthis learn a lesson. The president admitted, uh, yeah, we're still shooting at them and there's no uh, measurable uh, effect. Um, have you seen uh, producer uh, Greg is in the other room because it's a Friday for him, too. And let me I have I have a I have a new greeting for you, Greg. Can't wait. Who's my best friend? Who is my best friend? I already know the answer because you are my best friend. Wow. <laughs> that Friendly Friday. Friday. Loop over. <clears throat> uh, what's that? Friendly Friday. Um, no, that's I and it you know, I've talked about my friend Terry that adopts dogs that have been abandoned at shelters because they're too old. And that's Larry, his dog. And that's how, like he checks in so everyone knows. He says, uh, Sleep well, knowing that Larry is still here, and that's what that's why I couldn't do that. You know, like once a week, saying goodbye to a dog. But anyway, but who is my best friend? But he treats him so well. That's the thing. He, you know, and and so I'm 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 glad that that he exists. Sounds like a country song. Uh, see those pictures of Baron Trump. He's tall. Uh, his so I guess if it's Trump's mother-in-law, so it's his grandma. So grand, Grandma Melania, I don't know what, what her name was. I don't know what Melania's uh, maiden name was. Um, but he's tall. Oh, yeah. He it, big. I mean, and, you know, and she's uh, she's Balkan. And, that you know, that that's why there's so many Balkan players in the NBA. That can't please the Donald that his son towers over That's him. not Don's DNA uh, in there. That's Melania's Balkan DNA. He's got a nice shelf, too. Good head of hair on him. Yeah. He's I mean, a formidable does, does he, presence. But there's no hope of the kid ever, and that's too bad. And he's like 12. He's, he, <laughs> I feel like. No, and what is he now? He's got to be at least 16. But, I mean, I you know, it'd be cool if he played basketball or something. Could you ever play normally when you're the son of an ex-president? Probably not. Or, you know, next year when he is the son of uh, another president. But anyway, Daily Telegraph today with that picture on the front uh, cover. And the headline, NATO warns of war with Russia in the next 20 years. Well, thanks for that. Um, and also above it, there's a pink headline, hail the king's prostate honesty. <laughs> and, and a shot across Lloyd Austin's lying prostate deception campaign. And so apparently the Senate, the defense committee wants to haul him in front of the defense committee to talk about his prostate. Uh, I mean, not you know, he's not going to bring pictures or whatever. But I mean, but specifically about well, what's the protocol? What's what is the chain of command of the information? Because you know, except for the part where he's under general anesthetic, he can still be the Secretary of Defense. But you have to actually tell someone. But before your Deputy Secretary goes off to Puerto Rico for vacation, you, you need to maybe give her a heads up that you might want to stay in town. Between 6 a.m. and noon next Wednesday, uh, when they're they're going to do a thing and put me under general or, or whatever. So anyway, I, I think it's very very much called for. 
um, and and watch it'll it'll be morphed into well they're they're penalizing him for having prostate surgery at a time when more Americans need to come forward and be honest. But no, no one's not. If he'd done it for if he had if he had had a root canal and not told anyone that he was uh, you know out of the loop for four days. And that he was uh, under general anesthetic, uh, which I don't think they do for a root canal. But anyway, the point is, yeah, if his own aide-de-camp had done that, he would be out of a job. There you go. There's your there's your bottom line. All right, let's go down the list of uh, global risks. According to <clears throat> Axios, the article today, uh, this morning, three hours ago, war warnings everywhere, global risks are heating up. And funny because I, whether it's checking the texting or email, I am getting more and more of that from people about, aren't you noticing there's way more, you know, than uh, usual? No, you're noticing that stuff can't be uh, skipped over in in network news. It, there's just more on the news. It, the world is always melting down. Okay, that's my quiet motto. Um, and thank God the world's always melting. The world is always melting down. It's just that there's, there's people that know where to look and people who who know where, how to avoid it. You avoid it by watching ABC News with David Muir because it always ends with a heartwarming story. Right after this, a dad who – I mean, if I see one more Air Force guy – Come back from a scorching two-month deployment. Hey, I like those videos. And his golden retriever goes crazy. You know what? I can go away for half an hour, and my dogs go crazy when I come home. Or, anyway, I, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's a guaranteed, you know, uh, meter mover. It's, whoa, whoa, look at that. Uh, so anyway. <clears throat> um, the last 72 hours have seen menacing Chinese patrols near Taiwan, an exchange of fire between Iran and Pakistan, a nuclear power, and further escalation between the U.S. military and Houthi rebels. Then there's North Korea, which has been largely off Washington's radar, but where the risks appear to be growing. Veteran Pyongyang watchers are raising the alarm uh, over ominous recent moves from Kim Jong-un. For instance, this week, they formally abandoned the goal of Peaceful reunification with the South. They've been playing that tune for 40 years, and they even they can't look themselves in the mirror anymore. They've abandoned the goal of peaceful reunification. Uh, this After they fired more than 200 shells near the South Korean border islands, they did that 10 years ago and killed some villagers and stuff. North Korea is believed to have dozens of nuclear warheads and has dramatically increased its missile testing since uh, talks with the Trump administration broke down in 2019. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, President Xi of China said, uh, look, we're going to reacquire Taiwan. Taiwan. We'd rather not do it by force. Uh, he reiterated, uh, President Xi Jinping, Jinping uh, reiterated his promise to, quote, deliver unification with Taiwan in his New Year's address. Some experts and U.S. officials predict a Chinese move on Taiwan, which could provoke a superpower conflict with the U.S. in the next few years. Others remain skeptical. Um, when you see the time when, when the Chinese are doing increased aerial and <clears throat> the surface activity around Taiwan, they're practicing coordinating. They're not practicing an invasion. They're practicing beginning an invasion. And they're also counting noses because the Taiwanese have to respond. When the Chinese send 20 surface ships or two surface ships, the Taiwanese have to respond. 
um, when they send 20 airplanes going around Taiwan, the, the Taiwanese have to get up in the air, and they have to display to the Chinese, look, uh, we have a 90% mission capability. We've got 90% of our, of our aircraft can meet you in the air. Um, we're always ready. We're always uh, up and ready ready to fight. We, Our aircraft are armed. Our pilots are good. And thing. They have to do that. They can't ever let the Chinese think that, <clears throat> you know, boy, every third Wednesday, they're all at a wedding or whatever. So they, they have to do that. It's part of the game. And it, it is a game. And especially since the, um, the Chinese last year, the Taiwanese, I should say, the good Chinese, they Publicize, and this is really this is a weird thing about dictators. This is a weird thing about President Xi. The Taiwanese Air Force has a patch. Uh, the Air Force fighter pilots like patches and wacky nicknames and all that. Taiwanese fighter pilots have a patch of a Taiwanese guy punching Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> they have a patch. They wear a patch on their jumpsuits of a guy punching Winnie the Pooh because they know. That pisses President Xi Jinping off. And they knew it would get to him. Well, it got to him. And guess what? He's unhappy. He's less than happy about that because he's banned. In China, if you, on I think on Weibo, whatever their, their, their version of Google is, if, if you Google Winnie the Pooh, the MSS will black bag you and detain you for a week. Uh, it, it's firewalled. But you will, oh, yes, they will take make a note of you uh, searching for Winnie the Pooh because you can't walk around China with a Winnie the Pooh T-shirt because because of one picture. If you've never seen it, yeah, you Google it. When first time President uh, Xi Jinping walked next to Barack Obama, he looked like Winnie the Pooh walking next to Tigger, for real, because it was inescapable. Uh, Obama was tall and thin and walking on the left, you know, and with his lanky sort of Obama goofy walk. Next to him was his short, short leg, proportionally short legs, pot belly, frumpy Xi Jinping with that permanent resting B face with that look he had. When he purses his lips, he goes, mm. Sounds like how you describe me to friends. No. Um, and uh, so, so Winnie the Pooh is officially banned. Totally officially banned. Um, and so the Taiwanese Air Force said... Who's my best friend? Who's my best friend? They said, let's make a patch. Hey, hey, Maverick, wh what, Goose Pate? Uh, here's the new patch I got. And so, um, and you can buy them on, on eBay, by the way. But so, so, uh, so anyway, there's that. So President Xi has made it his thing to... Because he, he, he's been told, look, you're working the Taiwanese Air Force, you're working their their fingers to the bone by making them be in the air all the time. And President C said, do it. Keep them awake all the time. Because there's only so many, there's a finite number of people called Taiwanese. And within Taiwan, there's a finite number of people called Taiwanese fighter pilots. And C said, look, I got 1,000 guys. They've got 120. You know, let's work them to the bone. And so they, uh, they do. But that's part of uh, us knowing it all. Saying there is a deal to fund the government. Uh, you know, we're, we've, we're so used to the brinkmanship that uh, we're still writing it on our checks. And today was the day, but uh, there's not going to be a shutdown. We just, there's not as much drama about it. 
And according to the Senate, according to your Lindsey Graham and your John Thune, look, the best deal you're going to get on the border is right now. So let's do it. Uh, but there's a problem. The problem is that it's a great campaign issue. And if the Republican Congress signs that votes for that deal, it's gone. And then it's a win for Biden. So do we care about the country or do we care about the campaign? I mean, you know, you wouldn't be a, a partisan if you cared about the the country. Now, would you? Uh, and because, and this is just where the rubber meets the road. If you want to win in November, Trump needs that issue. That's what the campaign says. People in Texas say, if you give me a win on this, if you if you if you turn off the magnet by cutting down the asylum, because this is a big part of the deal, is Biden backing off on all this all this here asylum that all the kids are getting. And if the word gets out that the asylum ends on January 23rd, this just feet dry, cross your legs, sit down, take a yellow uh, uh, notice to appear and walk away, that that ends, then the attraction ends. The Chinese flying to Ecuador and walking to America ends <clears throat> if you can't do it. Um, so it has a, a nearly uh, immediate effect, but, but that's a problem is that we can't blame, we can't mock Kamala Harris anymore, we can't blame uh, Biden, uh, and, and it's gone. And I mean, now this this is the chess versus the checkers thing. I mean, I, I want to see that, uh, that generous asylum go away. But if it, if it gets people, if it gets, if it peels minority Democrats away, uh, that's why, like I said, what Greg Abbott has done is, is hand an issue to the Trump administration, I mean, to the Trump campaign, that you, you couldn't, you you can do a live shot of the border all day long, but when you start shipping that problem to New York, you, you've you've made an amazing deal, and uh, so there you go. Um, thing two, second thing. I I'll tell you what I think of this when we come back. Last night um, on Fox, uh, Sean Hannity had Trump on. It was a pre-taped interview. And he asked him about, you have a final message for New Hampshire, which, by the way, he's going to win, then he's going to crush in South Carolina. The primary's over. But, uh, you know, with all the free publicity between the New York court system and uh, and Hannity, I, I would hope Trump has a lot of money on, on hand to, uh, to run. Uh, here's Trump on why immunity means immunity and every president needs immunity. The president of the United States, and I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about any president, has to have immunity. Because if you take immunity away from the president, so important, you will have you will have a president that's not going to be able to do anything. Because when he leaves office, the opposing party, president, if it's the opposing party, will indict the president for doing something that should have been good. Like Obama dropped missiles and they ended up hitting a kindergarten or a school or the apartment house. A lot of people were killed. Well, if that's the case, he's going to end up being indicted when he leaves office. He meant well. The missile went in the wrong direction and other things. It's and uh, it's sort of an odd point because, like, like you say, Obama killed a U.S. citizen without without stripping him of citizenship. He, he uh, did uh, drone an American citizen and his 15-year-old son, and no one brought that up. I was a little disturbed that no one said, well, should we maybe get a clarification on this or, or whatever? Uh, anyway, I think we, we can all agree, no, a president should not have—a president isn't a god king. 
Um, and there are limits. There, there are. It's called. It's a thing called the Constitution. And the the, the presidency. I heard some idiot on MSNBC uh, today say, you know, increasingly the presidency has become more and more and more of its own fiefdom and all that. Well, it is its own fiefdom. It's a article in the Constitution, except that the power of the president has been um, <clears throat> reined in by the Constitution more and more in my lifetime. Um, you can't be president for four terms anymore. Okay, thought of that. Um, you have to notify Congress if a war is going to go past 90 days. It's called, it's called the War Powers Act. All right, thought of that. But so anyway, Jonah Goldberg this morning really kind of called this out, saying, well, uh, you know, in, according to the analogy uh, that Trump used uh, two weeks ago, by that reasoning, Biden could today tell DevGrew, call uh, SEAL, SEAL Team 3, send them to uh, Mar-a-Lago and assassinate Trump and not have to answer for it, if that's the case. You know, if, if so be careful what you wish for, whether it's a border deal or, or that. So uh, anyway, and, and also not a real compelling campaign message for people in New Hampshire who are still going to uh, vote for him. But um, thing three. Third thing. I don't, is it pitiful or cute that, that Nikki and Ron are still running? I can't figure it out because Maybe it's a mix of both. they're saying the words as if they, they take it seriously. I think they believe maybe they're showing them different uh, poll data or, or something. But they are still running, but it's over. And now the GOP is uh, starting the circular firing squad for uh, who's going to be pre uh, Trump's vice president. I, I got to say, <clears throat> you know, the, the odds on might be, well, at least Stefanik from New York and all that. But there's you can't second guess him. I'd never heard of Mike Pence. I, I Honestly, as a congressman. He was governor of Indiana. I, I don't keep up on that. He was a talk show host. That must have been exciting. I'd never heard of Mike Pence until uh, Trump announced who the guy was. So I'm I'm holding out. Uh, you know, I, I'm, there's lots of people I've never heard of. Never heard of Rex Tillerson. And all of a sudden, he was secretary of state. Uh, so anyway, I think that's um, a uh, – I think it's fool's gold is what I'm saying. Thing three – Third thing. The DOJ releasing this very, very lengthy final report on the Ovalde failures. The failures seem to be uh, cascading upwards from the chief on down who decided that it was a standoff, a hostage uh, drama, not a active shooter, mass murder. And so he he the, the word got out. It's a you know, it wasn't a case of 380 cops uh, displaying cowardice. It was a, a, it was a case of bad information. Uh, but uh, some of the, for the families, uh, it, it doesn't help. It's hard enough waking up every day and continuing to to walk out on these streets and walk to an HEB or drive to an HEB is a uh, it's a Safeway in Texas. HEB and see a cop that you know was standing there while our babies were murdered and bleeding out. It's hard enough that, but this community doesn't care. And I hope that this I hope this makes y'all. I also hope that this lights a fire up under the, D the the district attorney's ass because we know that she has not done a damn thing, and we refuse to accept that. And I, I don't know exactly what you're calling for. Is it like criminal cowardice or duty to protect or something like that? I, I don't think there's any such thing as like the international, the UN standard of, uh, you know, a, a duty to protect exists here. Uh, you know, I know you take an oath. 
to uh, 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 protect and serve and all that. But when you don't actually do it, like the the guy in Florida, when that uh, nutbag fetal alcohol uh, syndrome kid, uh, the one the one that everyone thought was most uh, most likely to commit a school shooting, and the, the one cop who just stayed outside. Uh, he he was sued. I mean, he he quit so he could lawyer up uh, and and all that. But anyway, all right. Back in a second. Uh, have you heard of Camille Paglia? Paglia, um, silent G. I haven't heard from. She used to be the hotness for political consulting, uh, famously for Al Gore uh, and others. Is she still relevant? Well, she was relevant 30 years ago. Just that nobody knew it. Uh, what her her take on humanities and college campuses, everything we're saying now, the chickens were laid. The, the chickens that have come home to roost now, their eggs were metaphored 30 years ago or something back in the second AM 770 KTT. Somebody, KTTH, Brian Suits here. While the American company's moon lander disintegrated in the Earth's atmosphere uh, just uh, east of uh, New Zealand. Hey, that's lunar lander, mister. Uh, well, moon lander. Well, you know what? Only if you land on the moon. Touche. Because Japan, Japan's beating our pants off again. Speaking of 30 years ago, where is it? The, uh, the name of it is Moon Sniper. Guess who succeeded in landing a private uh, lander on the moon? Japan's moon sniper lands on lunar surface. Well, hey, folks, we landed on the moon. Meanwhile, people who paid for their beloved long past relatives to rest forever on the moon. Okay, well, they're they're in the Pacific Ocean off, off of New Zealand now. Uh, I hope you get your money back. I mean, uh, what, what does the contract say? Anyway. Astrobotic Technology of Pittsburgh, you know, if you're going to a space company in Pittsburgh, they announced in a post on Twitter, which formerly Twitter, that it lost communication with this Peregrine moon lander at 3.50 p.m. yesterday. And so there there you go. That's done. Houston, maybe we have a problem. Maybe next time go Japanese. Get get grandma up on the moon uh, with Japanese people. Didn't Do I recall that uh, the family of Gene Roddenberry had some Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, of, 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 of Trek Wars, uh, on that thing. Lots of luck on his trip to the moon. I mean, I, I don't, I mean. I, I think so, but, uh, <clears throat> uh, so anyway. Uh, and also, by the way, huge Super Bowl halftime news coming up here in just a second. Uh, yeah, Alaska Airlines sued again. You know, you know who else is going, is getting sued? Madonna. You know, you know who still performs live and does music? Madonna. I guess you could call it performing, but I know I'd be suing that she showed up. <laughs> Madonna sued by fans in New York over late concert start time, so they wanted they She's wanted probably to taking a nap. Yeah, She's well, recharge her, her batteries. Her beauty sleep has got to be like twelve hours now. Two Madonna fans are suing the U.S. singer for being late by more than two hours for a show last month in New York. R- suing the performer for being late. 
and I mean, how about her showing up at all, okay? Uh, so the concert didn't start till uh, 10.30, ending around 1 a.m. The case says it would not have high for tickets. How they known it would finish uh, so late? All right. So anyway, that's uh, court cases that are I'm not going to be on the jury for uh, next week. I'm. I'm it sounds guessing. like she uh, took a holiday before that show started. Yeah. Celebrate. Thank you. Had you ever heard of Jason Kelsey until this year, until Tay-Tay started dating Travis? Yeah, I'd heard of Jason. Never. He's, he's a center for the Eagles. So he looks like a spitting image of his brother, Travis, except his beard <laughs> after, is a little more bushy. After his year of uh, of food blogging. He's a large man. Um, I'd never heard of him un- until Tay-Tay started da- dating Travis. And so it's a great story. I mean, what are the odds? Being in the NFL with your brother, that's a dream come true, the whole thing. But you know what else is a dream come true is a Super Bowl halftime. And she might be in Buffalo because the Chiefs are uh, Patrick Mahomes has to go on the road and earn it for once going to Buffalo for their playoff game with the Bills. Tay-Tay may be there. And you know where else she may be in a couple weeks? You jabroni! <laughs> what? You know where else Taylor Swift may be in a couple weeks? Uh, the Caribbean. At halftime. And this absolutely makes sense. Really? Absolutely makes sense. She may be at the Super Bowl if the Chiefs are in it. They're pulling an audible? I, I, I think it's natural. If if you're the NFL, you're you're gonna beg her. You're gonna you're gonna give her half half the team or something. Clearly uh, a lot of motion at the end of this game. I was feeling it. I know Kylie, mom, dad, everybody that was at the game was feeling it. Kelsey Mania never stops. So we are about three weeks away from the Super Bowl. The countdown is on. And if you are more of a music fan than a sports fan, we've got some news for you. Now- and before she breaks the news, by the way, I wouldn't know an Usher song if if you played it as a bumper. What, what's his biggest hit? Yeah. I, I grant, he, you know, he's a, he's a and song and dance R&B guy. You know, that's great. You know, I'll see him in Vegas. Last prominent song I feel like was Turn of the Century, maybe, 2000, 1999. means nothing to me. You know, what, what <laughs> yeah. was that? That's like a Jethro Tull name or something. But anyway, break the news. We've known for a while that Usher would be headlining halftime. Yeah, so huge. But just announced you're going to have Reba McIntyre, Post Malone, and Andrew Day participating in the pregame festivities. Guys, the Super Bowl. Wow, that's so huge that 50% of those people who I know are going to... <laughs> does he does he walk you to your seat? Why is he Usher? Is that really like literally his name? Yeah, I don't know if that's his real name. I doubt it. Uh, but uh, I'm guessing Post Malone is not what's his name's real name uh, either. It was originally Face Tat Malone. Yeah, and, uh, and I gotta say, I used to I used to critique just as I as I judge anyone who comes at me with face tats. <laughs> by the way. Um, until you cross a hundred million dollar mark and you're you're there with screw you money like Post Malone is, then then you can have face tats. But until then, I think you're an MS thirteen. Okay, so so there's that. I take so. it back. Usher Raymond the Fourth. That is his birth name. His literal uh, Christian name is Usher. Yeah, it's a beautiful oh. thing. Oh, there we go. Nineteen seventy eight, <laughs> Dallas, Texas, own. And uh, and I, I I give credit for his skills. You know the song and dance stuff. He is a musician. Okay. And I, I was judging, I judge most singers on their face tats. And I got to say that Post Malone guy, he actually can't sing. He, he's not like a hippity, hippity hoppity, like that Reba McIntyre. That hippity hoppity. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's actually really good. 
Um, so uh, anyway, there there you go. And also, I forgot to uh, have uh, Merrick Garland uh, crackle in, uh, join in on some crackles about Uvalde. Uh, he he delivered. I, I saw him delivering the report yesterday, and he was actually getting into talking about tactical this and tactical that. And no attorney general gets to lecture about tactics uh, and and stuff. And also, by the way, I'll have you know, I began reading the report, and I got to the point where the gunman shows up at the school at the Uvalde at that middle school. I forget its name. And the Department of Justice described it as a high powered. AR-15, um, as opposed to what the police showed up with or something. And and by the way, overwhelming, overwhelmingly, the, the police were armed with AR-15 rifles or M4 carbines, shorter versions of AR-15s, and they were equally high-powered. And I have, at this point, it's meaningless. It's, it's boilerplate. I don't know what high-powered means. Well, it's powered high. Well, it's a rifle. It's, it's a uh, modern battle rifle. Well, here's a question for the for the connoisseurs, would you rather be hit by a Civil War 54 caliber mini ball, what was called a mini ball in 1862, or a high powered uh, 5.56 millimeter full metal jacket combat round from a M16? Okay, so so the, the, the answer, by the way, is. Uh, it's obvious to anyone who knows what the hell they're talking about. It's science. It's called ballistics, uh, by the way, folks. So, all right, we'll come back in a second. Where in the world is Andrew Yang? The answer there. And where in the world? Where in the world is uh, Camille Paglia? Both questions answered in mere moments. Am seven seventy KTTH. Totally bearing the lead, the Thurston County uh, hearing for the affidavit to remove Trump from the ballot was tossed out. The, the way the way we the way they do in Thurston County courts, as I'm going to find out on Monday, they 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 balled that thing up and threw it out. So uh, Trump will be on the ballot uh, because uh, I, I just couldn't live in a world where the ludicrousy of removing someone from a ballot in defense of democracy could be uh, defended uh, in a clean-shaven and totally sober. So anyway, not not on my watch, <clears throat> says juror number 18B or whatever I'm going to be. And believe it or not, coyotes. So um, anyway, I don't have any snow left. All, all mine's gone. Uh, I don't even know if we had any at our property. It was always mixed with rain if it did show up for a few minutes here and there. Um, I'm uh, undergoing a major lifestyle change today, what I, what uh -oh. I call major. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm on a pretty decent course, and so like if I go down a size in underwear, that's a major lifestyle uh, change. I have never not bought my own groceries. I mean, I I gotta see the head of le uh, the, the cabbage. You know, I I don't I don't I don't say With here. My quick, own eyes. You go get the cabbage. I'll go get the Twinkies or whatever. No, I I'm the produce and eh, buying that, and that's why I don't understand how. I, I thought more people were like me, but I you know. 
please tell me how Instacart works. You know, someone goes and gets your your produce. Well, but, so what's the lifestyle change then? I'm doing it. I'm on my way home. I've ordered a bunch of stuff from this one place. I'm just popping off in Federal Way in Via de Federales, and I'm gonna put like two bags in the car, and I'll get home and check it out. Sue me for having a life. Um, because that works out so well. Because it's a it's a um, store that doesn't exist south of Burien. Mm-hmm. Because us, uh, we're all slack-jawed uh, uh, yokels south of the dome, Tacoma Dome, that is. Uh, we're, we're so yokely, our dome has to be wooden. You know, and so this is a place that I would normally go. Like, there's one down the street. I'm, I'm on the way home. I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm on the way home, pushing a cart like some schlub. No, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to. I'm thinking if they're doing this, they must know what the hell they're doing. And I'm. I'm going around the world. I'm getting uh, beef. So I'll see how their eye is on the beef. I'm getting some vegetables and some other stuff. And um, Okay, I'll, so this is going to be one of your first times just pulling in and they bring all the stuff yep, to you? I pop okay. the trunk. They, they, they go in. I have to show uh, my age via ID because of stuff sure. that you can order. Just look at this beard. Yeah, look at me. Look at me. Besides, that's not for me anyway. It's for these high school so kids. So my wife and I about. sometimes do this with QFC and it's hit or miss sometimes because you'll place the order, they'll charge you, and then you'll hear at the last minute, oh, we didn't have that item. But sometimes they make up for it and they'll give you a little something extra. I don't know how that fits into their business plan. But again, we'll order, say, $130 worth of groceries and they'll tell you, hey, we're actually out of that yogurt, but we have this yogurt and we threw it in for free or something like that. So I don't know if it's one of the perks or one of the downsides. Um, that story out of <laughs> is Portland. That a scintillating story. Um, it, it, it is absolutely. I, I'm I'm uh, frozen and, and wrapped with attention. So the story out of Portland about the three people that were electrocuted, but the baby who was not. The fire department is saying we have no idea. The, the uh, eighteen year old eighteen year old woman rescued the baby, and the firemen are saying we don't know how she was not electrocuted. And so more on this here in just a second. The. the um, the mother, six months pregnant, tried to reach the baby, but she too slipped and was electrocuted. So was her 15-year-old brother when he came out to help. And so the 18-year-old who called 911 and rescued the baby, the fire department was saying this should not have happened. But anyway, we'll get to that here in just a second. Um, there, there was a very influential political style consultant for male politicians named Camille Paglia. And she was, what would he call her? What does she um uh she was a a, a academic a, cultural critic a cultural critic yeah there you go uh, often uh, often quoted often the guests and and the whole thing and and like Al Gore hired her to butch him up because Al Al Gore when he in in two thousand Al Gore and also when he was Clinton's vice president he just seemed like your wingman like like Major Healy, okay? You know, Tony Tony gets Genie, but Major Healy gets the door. You know, he just, Al Gore just didn't really come across as masculine. And li like it or not, women will vote for the image of someone who looks like they might protect you and save you from electrocution or whatever. And Al Gore just did not. He made out with Tipper pretty hard on stage that one time. When he got nominated, yeah, and that was her doing. 
She said, you need to, with both arms, wrap your arms around Tipper and say, Tipper, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slip you some tongue. Here's how a man and goes yeah, in for that's, some face-to-face. That's what, that's what she said. She said, look, women want to see you act like a man. And a man wraps his arms around the woman, and then the woman just melts and then rates records and the whole thing. And so that's why he did that. She came up. Have you ever seen the Diamond of Power? Uh, from Lord of the Rings? No. <laughs> um, uh, you, you do this with your hand. Well, you put your hands together in front of you. You don't put your hands behind your back you know, like you're at ease or something. You don't put a hand in the pocket. You put your hands together and let your arms hang naturally and put your thumb and index finger together and make a diamond. Enough already. Where, Enough. Where the where where your arms are naturally hanging down, and the subtle message is that look where look where my hands are. Hey, ladies, my intellect is up here. And you know who does it to this day? Gavin. He he is a walking Camille Paglia guide on how to how to butch it up. So anyway, thirty years ago, she came off the campuses seeing what was going on. Um, and seeing the emasculation of men that began on university campuses and things like that, and she she called the ball. And okay, now, I, I, I now it's come back to bite us. And what where 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 did we get this fine clip? This is an interview with Charlie Rose. Remember him? Whatever oh, happened yeah. to him? <laughs> oh, his his uh, house coat fell open. He had an affinity for bathrobes. I think. Yeah, but he but not an affinity for tying them close. That's right. Opposed to any politicized agenda in, in in the classroom. Okay, I do not want this crappy melodrama being taught to our students that Western civilization is filled with evil patriarchs, and out there are the wonderful people of color. Okay? Well, I, but I don't okay. think anyone that I know of uh, that believes that that. Well, uh, just think the, of what you just said. The, the, think Listen, you do not. Stephen Greenblatt, the new historicist, okay, who are I mean, my. And by, and by the way, it began in in the late eighties and the nineties about blame old white men. That's when that phrase. Look at that. It's all. I, I don't. There's really not a lot of life lessons from all these old white men. Well, they were the leading edge of the individuals, uh, individual freedom movement in in the world. There's not like a you know some great Ashanti Zulu philosopher you've never heard of calling for the rights of the individuals or the rights of the king. God, every word out of their mouth is about the evil of Western culture. You don't know all how bad Western it is. culture is evil, yeah, and you all don't, you don't know how bad Asian it is. Or African culture oh. is is oh. unflawed. These people, these people in the who have have control of the universities, humanities departments now, yeah. do not believe in great art. Okay, okay, well, I, I, I'm. I would really. I, I got to say, I, I count myself as very fortunate in, in being influenced by the. Head of our history department came here from Japan, and he explained why he did it. And he said, because everything is better here. In, in The individual attitude of, of the Westerner, but specifically the American and, and the, the American Westerner um, and, and all that. And, and he would lay out and defend Western culture all the time. And he would say he left the University of Tokyo, which is the Stanford-Harvard of, of Japan, he left it because he he was advocating for those ideas and things like that, and uh, a a vigorous advocate for for that. But but she was seeing that self loathing spread across the country starting thirty years ago, and then then they came for the males, and then then you started getting fellow traveler fifth columnist ma- males 
uh, going to poetry readings and saying, yeah, I'm sorry, I'll try to turn down my male toxicity and the whole thing. It just almost never fails, Brian, that some of the most prophetic voices in any generation uh, never get their due when they're actually <laughs> describing reality as the way it is. Oftentimes, there's naysayers who try to undermine them or laugh them off. I mean, you hear Charlie Rose in utter disbelief when she's talking about this. And lo and behold, 30 years later, everything she's talking about has come to pass. I can't, it's you know, the I, norm at universities now to undermine Western Civ. I remember trying to watch Charlie Rose on, on PBS or something. I never saw one... There was like unedited hour long convert. I don't want to see a conversation. Oh, I loved him. I, I uh, so boring. I mean, you know, I love the you show. Know what I, I love, love <laughs> you know, what I love our YouTube throwbacks to the William F. Buckley firing line shows. Those were classic versus Gore Vidal. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't on firing line, that was a, a setup uh thing. But anyway, William F. Buckley was. Well, you talk about an acquired taste. You talk about a show that was uh, be unwatchable today because because he just took his time with every question, with every with point he, he made. And I'm sitting here twirling my pencil. With a but notepad. Such a brilliant guy. You know, just like Christopher Hitchens, uh, too. So whatever happened to Andrew Yang, he's out campaigning. Whatever happened to Dean Phillips? Who? Uh, well. In New Hampshire! It's been four years since Andrew Yang. I... It's, I, I, I guess he's right. I'll take his word for it. How have you all been? Who are you? The last four years have not been the greatest, <laughs> I'll be honest. It's one reason I'm back. Yeah. Things were great. I probably wouldn't be here. So I'm here to talk about two things, Dean Phillips and AI. Okay, what? Who's got Phillips fever? Yeah. Wow, he's really whipping the crowd up. So prepare to forget that name. Dean Phillips is running against uh, Al Biden for the... The primary, believe it or not, there is a Democratic primary next week in New Hampshire, but there's some crazy rules because this is all uh, like the no labels thing and Dean Phillips uh, and RFK, crazy RFK. It's, it's, it, it, if Trump paid these people to do what they're doing, they wouldn't do anything any different because they're all taking votes away from uh, Biden. Back in a second, hour number three, um, we'll catch up on local news right after this, right after uh, Amazon Sunday, KTTH.